Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Pandora Rose, and this is my co-host, Nikki Tsukinoko! Yay! <laughs> oh, dear. I have a cough. Oh, dear. I didn't, didn't mean to seem less than enthusiastic, but being that cheerful makes me cough worse. Well, well, well keep the germs <laughs> on your side. Um, oh, the germs on your side. <laughs> well, I'm never heard of anybody getting sick from a phone conversation that wasn't with my mother. So you're probably fine. Oh, okay. But, you know, stranger things have happened. Yeah. Like, I've been known to forgive people sometimes. That's pretty weird. Hmm. In case you can't tell, I'm having the I wish I didn't have extended family sort of a day. Uh, why is that? Well... I don't know if it's just my family, but I I have a cousin that I love very, very much. I've loved him since the day he was born. I'm older than him by, like, I don't know, five years, six years, something like that. But he is going through this phase where even though... Like, he's not a good old country boy because he lives in a suburb. He used to be country out there, like, when my mom was a kid. But it's never been country areas. Like, it hasn't been that way since before he was. But he wants to think of himself as a good old country boy. And there's nothing that irritates me more than the poser. So, yeah. on his Facebook, he's he constantly 
make statements that make him sound like what liberal Democrats tend to caricature Republicans as, which I dislike for so many reasons, one of which is nobody should promote a stereotype by acting like the stereotype. You know, just saying. And the other thing is, is it's completely phony. He's never lived on acres. It's not my aunt, my aunt's house. It's not a bad house, cute little ranch-style fenced-in backyard, but it is certainly not out in the boonies. Right. Um, It may not be the most interesting suburb in southwest Portland, but it's not the boonies, you know. And so I had to kind of give him – I I tried to correct his behavior on his Facebook today. Oh, which he didn't take very well, and I am taking his response even worse. So, you know, it's just I don't see the purpose. Like, who is he trying to impress that he has to act like an uneducated, inbred sort of a person when by playing to that stereotype – He's, if he is genuinely Republican, and I wouldn't doubt that he is, half my family's Republican, half of them are Democrats. You can only imagine what happens when they all get together. Um, (laughs) He's not helping the image that people who don't like Republicans have about Republicans. And at the same time, he's not, if if he's Republican, he's not actually making the liberal threat look any worse. He's just making himself look like a jerk. Because he's not a good old country boy. I don't care if he likes to drive a pickup truck or where, however he dresses himself. He has never farmed anything. I doubt he could grow <laughs> weeds. Okay? <laughs> if weeds happened to grow, it would simply be coincidental to his being there, you know? (laughs) We've gone camping together for years up until his dad died, and then my mom was supposedly too upset and couldn't face it anymore. That alone was a pretense. She just didn't want to leave the house because it was easier to drink at home. But it just... (laughs) I know people that are genuinely country. My best friend, Tammy, God, genuinely country. The fact that she's been trapped in in a suburb for this long is is a crime. It's, It's cruel and unusual punishment. She belongs on a large amount of acres with lots of animals to take care of and lots of growing things. She needs that to be sane, which explains why neither her or I are sane anymore. Uh, but my cousin is not is not genuinely country. He likes the image, you know? And it just, am I the only one that gets frustrated by people who, who play to a stereotype because they want to pretend that they're something that they're not and they don't know how to actually be who they want to be? Well, I'm I'm right there with you. 
You know, I love my cousin, and he's a genuinely bright, educated person. He's never, I mean, he's, after Uncle Ernie passed away, you know, he went through a a bad patch. But, of course, any teenager that loses their father right on the cusp of teenagerhood is going to go through a bad patch, right? Right. But genuinely intelligent individual that I love with all my heart. And a really good-looking guy, too. Not, I mean, I realize he's my cousin, so I'm, like, biased because, you know, my family's genetic future or something. I don't know. But I think that he's a genuine... He has always, growing up as a child, was a genuinely nice guy. Right. And a genuinely intelligent person. And a strong person and a healthy person. There is so much to like about him. He's hardworking, and there's just so much to like about him. And he's pretending (laughs) to be, I don't know, some country bumpkin. And failing. If you have to make yourself a tool to convince someone that you're, I don't know, a country boy in Portland, the largest city in our state, (laughs) then just give it up. It's not who you are. (laughs) I don't know. You know, I just, and and of course I never really see that side of the family anymore because that's my mom's side. So I don't even know what's going on. I'm just thoroughly disappointed in him, though. Right. You know, it's... He's from the suburbs, man. He owns a smartphone. (laughs) He probably knows that he... He probably owns the most current smartphone and probably works it better than I do. Seriously. You know, it doesn't matter how many pictures you post on your Facebook where you're posing yourself with guns that you don't actually own because you're just at a gun store. (laughs) It doesn't matter how many designer pair of cowboy boots you own. If you're not country, you're not country, and you just need to own it. So, I don't know. But I do have something to look forward to today. And that is? We are doing something a little bit different today, and I'm excited about that. Yes, we are. So should I tell our... our... Okay, dog, you either need to stay in here or get out because you keep distracting me. And here he comes again. <laughs> and there yeah. he goes again. <laughs> he does this. Your dog's been spending too much time with the cats, hasn't he? We have no cats. He knows that if if I've taken my meds for the night, that if he if I'm doing something and comes in my line of sight, he knows I get distracted by him. 
But I think the neighborhood I, cats have been secretly teaching your dog how to be a cat. I, I you know, I he already he already knows how to be a cat because his first six or seven months he lived with a cat. Oh, see, there you go. So Such he an has impressionable a lot age of for dogs. Oh yeah, he has got a lot of those traits. I mean, he'll sit there, he'll lick his paw, he'll wipe his face like a cat. I mean, sometimes I swear his he, he's purring when I'm taking and you know scratching him in that right spot. He starts to purr. It's cute when they do that. It's like it's hilarious. I gave our our littlest cat a bath the other day. Because I remember, didn't I tell you that I gave our ba- our biggest cat a bath the last time? I think so. Yes. Well, after our last uh, program, I gave the littlest cat a bath, which is always hilarious for me. Because even though I don't actually like bathing the littlest cat, I really feel like that should be the husband's job since it's his cat. But you get to hear her go from going meow, 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 trying to convince you that she's cute and sad and you shouldn't do anything. It is hilarious to see, like, a a six-and-a-half-pound cat howl like that. It's hilarious. Yeah. It it is. Um... I lived with a guy, and he had a cat, and the cat would sometimes sleep in the bed with me. And he'd sometimes sleep on the couch simply because he just didn't feel like bothering me. But, you know, there were often times when both males of the house wanted to sleep in the bed with me. You don't want to know how many nights I got woke up to a grown man arguing with a cat. <laughs> yeah, I just, dogs and cats are smarter than they let on. And they have us all fooled. Yep. You know, all those movies like that are supposed to be for kids with the talking cats and dogs, and everybody's like, oh, what a crazy kid movie, talking cats and dogs. I swear to God, as soon as we're out of the room, they have full-on conversations. It's like ever after high. You know, whatever keeps the food piling in the food dish. (laughs) They let us think we're in charge if it keeps us feeding them. (laughs) By the way, that sound was was just me opening up my computer, so. Ah, okay. But, hey, I thought it it was quite when like you know well the first couple of times when I woke up to him arguing with the cat and of course I'd look down I'd look at the cat and go okay it's his turn to be in the bed and yeah. the cat would just meow rub up against me kind of like okay I'm going to put my scent on you then jump down stick his tail up in the air and walk past him Hey, I have a question for you. Yes. There's 52 weeks in a year, right? Yep. 
if a show is is weekly, how can it have more than 52 episodes in one season? Maybe I'm just confused. Maybe the show isn't weekly. Maybe it. How many effing episodes are in? I'll look at it later. Melody is watching is watching a kids show on Netflix, and we're on season one, episode sixty. Okay. Basically, you know, have you ever watched USA shows? Mm, Yes. Back when we used to have cable. They would always have just one season, but they would take like a month break and come back and continue it. It would still be the same season. Ah. So that might be it. Because I've never heard of a show having more than 22 episodes in a a season. And that's rare these days that you have a show that goes that long in one season. Yeah. Well, of course, and it it might just be that, um, you know, Netflix doesn't always arrange things well. Like sometimes they go back and as they get more episodes, oh, look in our studio. The third caller. Oh, oh. Okay. All right. You, you get the rope. I'll get the chair. And we'll pounce on them. All right. One. Two. two three. Three. Did we get him? I think Hello? so. Did we get him? Hello, we got him. Yeah. Tie him down, tie him down, tie him down. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, welcome to My Little Pony Talk. Hello. (laughs) Please do go ahead and introduce yourself. So, uh, everybody, well, listening audience and delightful host, This person joining us today is my friend, William. His wife is on my rowing team. And we play Cards Against Humanity together. And he is a brony. Yep. Oh, dear. Now, I should point out, he's a good brony. I should point out okay. to our listening audience, pointing out, he he was invited on the show. He's not a random call-in. Still nope. not accepting random callers. Thank nope. you. All right. That general yep. disclaimer <laughs> is uh, sadly always necessary. Speaking of, I'm yep. going to go see what's happening in our chat room, if anything. Um, There's nothing much uh- the only person that is there is our usual suspect, Miss uh, Samantha. Oh, wait. Well, no, Samantha, you know you can randomly call in. That's true. Samantha can randomly call in because it's hardly random and we know, we her, know her really well. <laughs> exactly. 
We're in a we didn't club know here. her. <laughs> if we didn't know her, we wouldn't answer the phone. <laughs> if we didn't know her, it would make some of our conversations incredibly awkward. Yes. All right. So, um, William, this is my co-host, Pandora Rose. Hey, I'm the host. Hello, ben. You're the co-host. <laughs> co-host as in the other person talking on the phone. Okay. She is the official host. Um, I am the Ed McMahon to her Johnny Carson. <laughs> All of you young kids out there listening have no idea what I just said. Nope. <laughs> hi, William. No. Pandora Rose. <laughs> I, I will warn you now, if I suddenly just start talking, then stop talking, give me a few minutes, because something has probably run across my vision of sight, and it's completely distracted me. <laughs> also, she's a tad bit crazy. Just a little unhinged, so. Yeah. I'm not the first co-host she's had. She ain't <laughs> the others. I did not. They're in a box. They're safely in a box. Schrodinger's box? Hmm? Is it Schrodinger's box? Well, is there a yes, cat in there? <laughs> no, it's a dog. Um, no. But I think I put air holes in it. Hmm. Maybe I should go check on that box this weekend. Yeah. Hmm. I did start to notice that it had a kind of a funny smell to it. Hmm. Okay. I guess that's kind of a hint to go check the box, huh? Yeah. Okay. Check in the box. <laughs> No, but seriously, they 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 left of their own free will, you know. I tried to tie them down. And she was not holding them against their will for any amount of time. Well, you know, there was that one time. No, well, that was just that one time. All right, so anyway, this is a, I feel like a really great introduction for uh, Will to... Uh, my Little Pony Talk. Uh, <laughs> if he's still on the line after this, then uh, he's clearly brave enough to make it through the show. Yeah, I'm still here. If he is still Woo-hoo! on the line by 7.45 my time, which is 7.23 right now, yeah, I think he'll he'll last the rest of the show. <laughs> Well, me and Will's time is only uh, 5.24. Lucky, lucky. (laughs) Yeah. It's even still light out, although drizzly. A little. (laughs) All right. So, um, being that I am merely the humble co-host and finder of lost things. I will uh, let Pandora start off the show. Okay, well, 
My first question is, why did you become a brony? Uh, well, uh, sometime after season one finished, I noticed the increase in pony-related imagery all over the Internet and got curious and looked up the series and and started seeing the stuff that the uh, fan groups were creating and and so on and so forth. And after a while, and just decided to, you know, become a part of all that. And, oh, and are you the it. only? Are you the only one in your house that, you know, is into ponies, or do you have other family members that also like sit down and watch the show oh. and stuff? Yeah, occasionally the children will watch the show. But, you know, they're teenagers, so they don't want to do anything their parents are doing. <laughs> oh, trust me, I'm I'm kind of worried about what will happen to the show when, I, when I'm done. You know, I'm kind of hoping uh, Melody there will take it over. Well, well, you never know. You never know. She, she's planning on taking over the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, she could start with the show first. Start slow. <laughs> okay. And so that's a good plan. That's a solid plan, as yeah. we learned from Excel Saga. <laughs> um, so have you have you seen all four? seasons that have aired so far? Uh, I've watched season one, season two, most of season three, I think. No, actually, I think I've seen all of season three. Season four has been sort of hit or miss. Don't get the channel anymore, so it's been kind of hard for me to keep up on it. Do you have Netflix? But, hmm? Do you have Netflix? Uh no. Ah, we do. We should we should have you and uh, Alicia, Alicia, um, over, and you can catch up. And <laughs> me and Alicia will talk rowing. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's a, it's a great. That'll be fun. It's a great use for the show. Although I will say, I felt like season season four, the best part of it was the first two and the last two episodes. Yeah, that's what I've seen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That whole middle but, section, like, they tried to tie it in at the end, but I felt like... Yeah. The middle section was very hit or miss. Yeah. Some of the ep- some of the episodes were okay, some of them weren't, but... Yeah, the ending was pretty... active. Uh <laughs> Ah, uh, epic. Epic is the word you are searching for. Well, don't yes. spoil it for me. I'm still at season two, episode 20. I'm and alive. how many times have I told you you need to get caught up? Seriously. I mean, okay, how about I this? can't watch it for you. <laughs> how about this? And I come home, 
I'll come home on Wednesday, completely out of it, perfect time to watch, and I'll turn it on. How's that sound? Okay. Sounds good. Glad to know so, that yes, of course, you know, on Thursday, I will be checking in to see how you did. I know. I think everyone on Thursday is going to be either calling me, Facebooking me, text messaging me. I'll have things blowing up left and right. Mm-hmm. And William's probably sitting here thinking, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We have completely confused our, our guests. Um, I had knee surgery in yeah. January, and there's a nerve that's overactive, and I've been trying to – I've had several procedures to try to get it to calm down. Wednesday is the next one, and they're actually giving me an injection in the back. Owie. It's beyond owie. Especially since the last one, the man made me cry. But at least I'm guaranteed this time they're going to sedate me because I'm having everyone from the house, everyone and their brother from the hospital calling me to get me set up for the appointment. Well, I hope you get better soon. You've been in pain for an awful long time. Uh, Yes. Trust me, I cannot wait to have it done, especially since it's sweat. It's honey, baby, baby, I am not a place to hide things. <laughs> oh, yes, I don't think are. I really register as a... I really don't think I register as a person to her. I think well, I am some magical object that she thinks is like the keeper of all her stuff, as well as the place she gets food and the warm thing that she sleeps on at night. And <laughs> I don't know. I thought you knew that for sure. I'm like a very large goat. In the one body, I carry things and I produce milk. <laughs> okay. But okay, anyway, really quick, so really, wait, really quickly, last four numbers hmm. are six six five four. Um. Hmm? I okay. Um, William is four zero zero one. Yes. The person who just called in is four four starts with four four three, and I think that's Brittany. Or sorry, Summer. And in that case, here's my other co-host. It's Summer Blade. Hey guys. Hi. <laughs> Notice how we're all terrified when people call in. Do we know that phone number? Is that a phone number? Is that a fake phone number? <laughs> we have had our share of trolls try to call in. And it doesn't help that, you know, I from one week to the next, if I remember who I am, 
that's great. Don't ask me to remember a phone number. <laughs> that's that's okay. <laughs> that's why I occasionally poke you on Facebook if you're not sure and go, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely but um, Summer Blake, this is our guest for the evening, William. Hi, William. Hello. Hello. <laughs> he is our brony guest for tonight. Hello. Yeah. We have a boy on the show. It's all clad and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> boy, I remember those days. God, it's been so long. <laughs> yeah. There used to be a boy who used to call in, and he collected G2 ponies and had quite an extensive knowledge of the G2 line. So if you ever go back and listen to the shows, he is known as Yum Yum. Yes, And I think the oldest one I had was a G3. That was when my daughter was into them. They had one that looked like a character of mine, so Ah. I got that one. It was like a minty with a heart-shaped dealy bobbers. <laughs> <laughs> I like that description. <laughs> no, but that is also the same person that for two years I kept calling, saying he was 16 until someone yelled at me, um, he has aged. <laughs> with, yeah, he has. I, I completely remember yeah. that date simply because I was reading a book over the weekend and that same scenario came up. <laughs> was that book Harry Potter and the Goblet of uh, Fire? It's a more adult book. Oh, okay then. So. It's it's a more ponies after dark discussion. Ooh, fun. <laughs> so, yes, there's two parts to the show. There's the general part, and then there's the after hours party that if you're listening live, you have to download in order to hear the rest of it. Yep. That's where we discuss tax returns. <laughs> you remember the like, first time you interviewed me? That's what we ended up doing during Ponies After Dark was discussing tax returns and tax write off. Well, that's I technically an adult thing. <laughs> I did because I just had my taxes done, and you know, the guy was telling me about, you know, you could deduct this, 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 and this. <laughs> Hey. And and Vic, and Vicky Brownies was helping you interview me, and they don't have tax write-offs in England, so we were having to explain the, uh, what a tax write-off was for yeah. her and kind of how it worked, and the futility of being poor and attempting to write things off on your taxes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah, was hilarious. Yeah, they sometimes seem to make him poorer. Don't know exactly how that works, but hey. <laughs> oh well, 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 we can go into it during after dark. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, so, so William, tell us uh, 
a little bit about who you are and kind of your day-to-day thing and what you do and all that sort of thing? Well, uh, pretty much my day-to-day thing, I work at a at a factory building computer servers. Um, I do 3D artwork, which sadly there's just not any really good 3D pony models to work with. (laughs) The only one that's out there is the one that was made by a fan that's got uh, designed for uh, Gmod, which is like I gather some sort of uh, Half-Life Source Engine gaming game-related thing, so it's not nearly as uh, detailed as Ah. my software usually uses. And so, yeah, I do do 3D artwork, I do the occasional bit of writing, and I build computer servers. (laughs) Oh, fun, fun. Yeah. And, you know, and then the random crazy adventures that go on, like <laughs> the uh, yes. pedal barge and the uh, Willamette River and things like that. Yep. Yeah, but the, the river is starting to irritate me today, recently. Yeah, I, I hope they get, get that out. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> your your adventures on on the river. There, do you, I mentioned that your wife is on my paddle team. Do you paddle at all? Do you? What What do you do out nah. there on the river? Nah, I just went on the pedal barge with her. Um, I don't do boats very often. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. We had to do it have an interesting time out there for our anniversary. Oh, that sounds like fun. And, oh, yeah. and I know I've Ed. already wished you happy anniversary, but happy anniversary again. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. For me, most days are just start it, you know, get up, work on some artwork, and then go to work and come home and get some sleep. <laughs> well, in our in our uh, in our chat room, we have a person in our chat room and um her name is Samantha. And she says that that she's uh, pony hunting recently. Uh not recently. Uh, pretty much haven't picked up any new figures in the last uh, few months. I think you saw my collection when you were over. (laughs) Yes, yes. By the way, thank you for the blind bags. No problem. They are piled up in a jar on my work table, awaiting (laughs) painting. (laughs) Yeah, almost reminds. I almost get the idea to do to try 
my hand at uh, painting a couple of them just because I used to used to do the fantasy miniatures. Oh, well, long, see, then, long, then long time ago. <laughs> well, at least you have some experience. I actually use the paintbrushes by um, Army Painter for hmm. painting miniatures. They're really the best ones for customizing that I've found because all the smallest ones in art stores are still too big. Yeah. And it seems, and it seems a lot of the uh, stuff meant for that would translate over well. So, um, do you know what the pop figures are? The the Funko Pop? Uh, they're... I don't know if they're by Funko. Um, they are... You pop them out, they're like little plastic pieces, and you pop them out and then you pop them together. Oh, no, I haven't seen those. Oh, yeah, they're at Target. Huh. And probably, and probably Toys R Us and Walmart and you know all those other places. Uh, yeah, I picked up a couple of them over at my local Walmart. They have um, a few kits out now. I'm waiting for them to get. They're supposed to have the the bakery out, the um, the sweet shop. Oh, I works at Sugar Cube Sugar Cube have, Corner. Yeah, I haven't found it yeah. yet, but they're supposed to have it out now. <laughs> okay, Samantha says they're like Mr. Potato, so I call them Miss Potato Ponies. Hmm. Maybe the next time I'm at one of those stores, maybe I'll drive my way into the pony section because I seriously have been staying away from the pony section because it's the same pony with a new hat. Yeah. I I hate the Malibu Stacy with the new hat syndrome. I'm still I'm still looking for the Nurse Redheart though. I swear none of the Walgreens around my house have them. I actually found them. I've got the extra ones that I was going to pick up for you guys and um I'm going to be shipping them off to you. Sometime this week. Sweet. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. And I got a hold of two extra ones. They still have plenty over at the Walgreens near where I work. So, if anybody listening to this show needs any, wants to buy any um, Nurse Red Hearts, you can go over on My Little Pony Arena and shoot me a message, and I will be able to get one to you. You've heard it here. We got a supplier, people. Yes. (laughs) Yes, suppliers are always loved on this show because, you know, they help supply the habit. Got to feed the habit somehow, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, baby with a laptop. Hi, baby with a laptop. I'm I'm seriously waiting for the day that when I press the button to put, pull you into the show, I'm so waiting for her to be on the other end. Ah, uh, yeah. Wait you have something you want to say? Yeah. 
She's so adorable. <laughs> She's the magic pony baby, actually. Oh. As William and Alicia know, the, it, it, during game night, the, the the people who who hold the baby the most win. Ah. <laughs> yep. The magic baby. <laughs> yeah. Want another cookie? Want another cookie? Let me go get you another cookie. <laughs> Give me a cookie, okay. too. Yeah, me They're too. not that great. They're store-bought. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. Hold on. Oh, what kind I of? I got them. They're, they're supposed to be Mexican wedding cookies. Oh, and they look nice. like, they look kind of like my Russian tea cookies that I make. You know, they're little and kind of roundy and covered in powdered sugar. But... As per usual, the company that makes them uses vegetable oil instead of butter. Uh, I swear that's all I can taste. Fred says I'm insane. Hey, hey, baby with the computer, cookie. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Eat the cookie. Watch Super Y. She's like, no, I'm going to go back and I'm going to get powdered sugar in your teeth. <laughs> And William, we have not forgotten about you. This is normal. <laughs> yes, this is this is a normal blog talk. Um, at least for us, because we don't have a script. Everybody assumes that we have a script. We don't. <laughs> Nor do we have editors. Yeah, it just happens. So, yeah, we don't have scripts. We don't have editors. And we 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 tried at one time to kind of have a script that lasted all of about five seconds when I started the show and sat for twenty seconds of dead air. <laughs> yeah, that that was the one and only time we ever had a script on this show. <laughs> Yeah, well, and, 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 like, for customizer interviews, we've had, like, questions that are pre-written down that we're supposed to ask people, but they're, like, written down in no particular order. And so eventually we just kind of stop using them because we don't feel like trying to look up the question we want to think of. So we're kind of off, you know, in our own little orbit, but it, at least it makes every show different. Yes. Yep. So, Will, um, you have figures. What what kind of figures do you pr- prefer um, yourself? Do you like the brushable kind, the blind bags, the big Funko from, like, Hot oh. Topic figures? Oh, I like the Funko ones because they have more of the show-accurate look comparatively. I mean, even the blind bags, they use the same model for up until like the... They've got a season one set that has Amir Moon and some and Stephen Magnet and some others in it, but it also is the first time Fluttershy was done with a model other than Rainbow than a recolored Rainbow Dash. Yeah, I noticed that. I, I found a site that had... Um, well, I, I was looking on Strawberry Reefs site and she lists all the codes if you're looking for specific mm-hmm. ponies. Yep. yep. Do you use strawberry reef? Yeah, that's yeah, I've seen the site. I've 
use the uh, codes too. Yes, <laughs> that's why. I, really great. Sorry, mind you, we always talk over each other because there's no way of saying, "Hey, I'm talking next." So, sorry, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say that's how I ended up with Princess Cadence. <laughs> yeah, Strawberry Reef. Um, I've met her in person. I she is a really great person. And she did have um, one family fiasco happen, but then she came back and, you know, this is, that's, a, that's one pony person that has dedication to yeah, I was gonna to say, starting I, a website and keeping it up. I I definitely admire her her dedication to providing the pony community with good, accurate easy to search information because yeah. so many websites are unorganized and cluttered and you're tr- you have to kind of hunt around you have to know the right way to search and yeah. or, or they're or they're abandoned yeah so yeah I mean, and hers is laid out pretty straightforward you can see the pictures of what the bags look like so that you know which series you're looking at and than where the codes are and go from there. Yeah, she is definitely one of those people that when she when she created her site, she had herself in mind of, you know, how do I want this to look? And she's a very organized person, so, you know, it just makes sense that she would organize it in a way that, you know, you're not sitting there thinking, okay, where is this, where is that, where is this? It's all like, boom, right there. And hopefully I just made complete sense. (laughs) More or less. I get what you're saying. (laughs) I sometimes worry when I start to ramble whether or not I'm actually making sense, you know. I wonder that as well. (laughs) I, I, I I think most people at one point wonder if what they're saying actually makes sense to anybody or if it only makes sense in their head. I think that's a valid concern. Okay. I wonder that myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but when you're when you're under the influence of medication, it really makes you think. (laughs) So we'll have have you um, seen the newest wave of blind bags for the the one called the. What is it called? The breezy day or something? Yes, I'm looking at it on the site. I haven't found them in the stores or anything. Although I could check. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen them in the store. Um, but let's see. Because I'm looking at the listing here. It looks like they've got. One that's 
the recolor of DJ Poem 3, the Breezies, of course, and the proper Fluttershy. And awesome. Oh, I guess it's called Shimmer. Green Breezy. Yeah. It looks like Big Wig is a recolor of Kate, Mrs. Cake. Yeah. And they have Flash Sentry, and I really want him. Okay, we have, a, we have a question from the chat room. Ah, what is the question from the chat room? How do you? How does he feel about the blind bags being covered in glitter? I'm not a fan of the glittery ones. Hmm. They kind of, they're kind of rough in texture, and they just they don't feel right. Hmm. See, I have mixed feelings on the glitter ones. On the one hand, I love anything sparkly and treasure-looking, and they certainly are that. On the other hand, it makes them much more difficult to customize. It's a lot more work to strip off that glitter. Yeah. (laughs) And like I said, it makes them feel kind of weird to hold. Okay. I unfortunately don't. I don't think I even have any glitter ones. I could not agree or disagree or anything. I'll send you, I'll send you a glitter one. I'll send you a glitter okay. one. Since those are going to be the last yeah, I one I, I get around to customizing anyway. Yeah, I think I gave you all my glitter ones. <laughs> yes, you did. Now, now, now you're the pony. Now, now you're the pony guy to know if you're just giving away ponies. <laughs> but yes, I am. I am excited about the breezies. I definitely want the breezies. I was kind of wondering how they were going to do that when I saw the episode because of the wings. Mm-hmm. I was. I'm looking at this. I'm, the breezy bet, uh, blind. Yeah, and the wings look kind of interesting. It looks like a different material. I think they're probably the same material that the wings were made of for the G1 um, Windy Wing Summer Wing Ponies. Mm. If I actually get one, I won't know for sure. For sure. But I was yeah. really concerned that um, with the introduction of the breezies, that either we were going to have a repeat of the flutter pony wings, which oh, for yeah. anyone who's ever had a G1 flutter pony knows how disastrously that was. Yes, those disastrous. were some very disastrously that went. Things. Disastrous that was. Yes. Yeah. Um. Or that they were going to be like when they came up with that one brushable pony. And she had, like, the giant plastic wings that were so disproportionate in size and super heavy and, like, take up, like, five ponies' worth of space on the shelf from wingtip to wingtip. Mm. Were these the ones that um, had the button? I don't, rem- I, don't, I don't remember if they had a button. Well, let but me them- to be on Strawberry Reef. Why don't I just move from, okay. 
Let's see if I can find. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking maybe today we can open up the windows and leave them open for a few days. Um, was Diamond Rose one? Okay. I'll do that. I think there was, like, Diamond Rose was one. She had these giant wings. She was at Target. She was a Target exclusive. Um, Daisy Dreams 2 had the giant wings. Were these um, G4s or G2, or G3? G4s. Okay, then never mind. These are G4s. Then I missed them. Yeah, Diamond Rose was a Target exclusive. Um, Diamond Rose 2 was, and Daisy Dreams 2 wasn't. But, um, yeah, they had some ponies that had just these ginormous wings, and nobody liked them. Fluttershy 3 had the ginormous wings, and it didn't oh, yeah, even yeah. make any sense. They looked yeah. like they were trying to be the wings that Rarity had in that one episode. Mm. Yeah, and that and that makes no sense to give a Pegasus who already has wings those kind of wings. They should have just did Rarity with them. Yeah, and and which and, and what was funny was they never actually did Rarity with those wings. Well, now what they need is one that's got a remote control and flies. <laughs> <laughs> and plays oh, really God. weird music as she flies. <laughs> oh, dear God, I could so freak out my dog with that. That's better than having him be chased around by a, a pony on a scooter. Now, what's funny is they actually they gave Rainbow Dash those big weird fairy butterfly wings, and they also gave Rainbow Dash a version of her with glitter wings and a pearl necklace that has, like, a jewel in front. Like, it doesn't make sense to her character. No. Yeah, so far the toys don't make much sense to the characters. (laughs) Well, and that's, that's kind of one of the things that I wanted to ask you as a brownie. How do you feel about, like, what has the way Hasbro decides to do the toys? Well, really, it's uh, I like a lot, like a lot of the uh, the one the people who are fans of the show are looking at it like some of these toys are just like, uh huh, yeah, okay, I'll just go get the blind bags and the Funko Pop figures that actually look like they're supposed to. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and I was wrong. Eventually, they did do a rarity with the big, huge butterfly wings, but it wasn't until 2011. And then, of course, there was the infamous pink Celestia. Oh, oh God. God. We were saddled Don't with her it. for years. Don't get us started like... there. <laughs> uh. It was bad enough in 2010 going to the fair no, no, 2010 yeah, 2010 going to the fair and looking at Hasbro's table and seeing this huge white Pegasus with a unicorn horn standing over 
ponies that were about this big. She was pink back then. She was pink, yeah, she was pink. But anyway, still, hovering, standing, like, two feet tall, not quite two feet tall, but in the dimensions of the ponies, because... She was, like, like, three or four times the size of all the other ponies, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're trying to say. Yeah, you have to realize some people have to kind of interpret what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Why well, I love my co-host very, very much. Yeah. You know, the white princess Celestia didn't, I think, show up until 2012. No. And it made no sense once the show started that the toy was pink. Yep. Everybody was expecting this unicorn Pegasus to be pink, and she was white. Well, I'm like, on the box. What I didn't get was on the box, she would be white, but then the pony inside was still pink. Yeah. So it made it really hard for me to buy the excuse that the production team didn't know what color she was supposed to be. (laughs) They knew what color to make her on the box. Yes, well, welcome to the world of Hasbro. Yep. <laughs> we love so, to hate them. Well, I yeah. won't even go into some of the things they did with the Transformers lines. <laughs> that, is, that is a whole other show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, like, and, and, you know, they did with, like, I mean, as far as ponies go, what they did with Celestia was was confusing, but what they did with Queen Queen Chrysalis in 2013 was just plain disappointing. Because, mm. like in the show, she's in the show Queen Chrysalis is she's got like all these holes in her legs and her horn is all kind of twisted and creepy. Yeah. she's a creepy evil villain, and she's basically just the Nightmare Moon mold. With slightly different coloring, like her holes are painted on, so they just—if you can even see the Nightmare Moon um, princess-like puff armor—and they painted the holes over it, so it looks really weird. It sounds really weird. Yeah, it's. <laughs> But but customizers, gosh, there are some customizers who have done amazing customs of her. Like the way she should look. Yeah. And I've seen some of them. Especially for one Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, especially the ones that just did their own sculpt. Yeah. Yeah. Does anyone realize when we lost Summer, 
Yeah, I was wondering about that. It seems pretty quiet. <laughs> I, I was not standing in she front of She said, my phone died on me. I can't get back on to talk to you guys. No, sorry. She's trying to... There's no punctuation in this. My phone died on me. I can't get back on. Talk to you guys next week. Aww. Okay, that's what she just messaged me to. See, we're also still full of technical difficulties. Be it phone dying, broadcast being stupid, or just me completely forgetting what in God's name I'm doing. Oh, um, Samantha is apparently jumping up and down in the, uh, in the chat room. She says, oh, 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 glimmer wings. <laughs> I just saw those. Oh, oh there it is. That's the one I was thinking of right there. And she said, Daisy Dreams was possibly designed after G3 Petal Blossom, who has similar attributes. I thought she looked familiar. Oh, yes, she does. But anyway, um... Flowers are similar. Yeah. The one I really want but still don't have is Nightmare Moon. I'm a sucker for villains. And I want the transparent cadence. (laughs) Because she's the crystal princess and she should have been transparent this whole time. (laughs) Not that I'm cranky about it or anything. Um, yes, that's another thing we we are often very, very used to is Nishi's uh, tendency to be very vocal about what she does not like. Mm-hmm. And it's why we love her. got the uh the Funko uh vinyl um derpy hooves and well that's actually that one and Doctor Hooves. They make a good pair. <laughs> there seems to be a fairly well done group eh. There seems to be a lot of uh, fan art of them together as Doctor and Companion. I'm a f- big is, fan of but, Doctor Who, so... Yes. But my my particular favorite companion was not the ones that the fans chose, but the one that actually appeared in the show. In season four, Doctor Who is running through the ba- a background scene, and mm-hmm. the companion next to him is Rose. Mm. Yeah. 
which has its own sort of sense, given that yes. he's given that he seemed to be based off the David Tennant doctor. <laughs> well, can you imagine the pony that would that what a pony would have to look like if it was based on the current doctor? That would be terrifying. <laughs> Just a little. Have to have angry eyebrows. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't look in that mirror. It's serious. <laughs> I swear that's like my favorite line of his. That and do, do people ever punch you when you laugh like that? <laughs> Not as yet. Well, it's a good thing I'm here then, isn't it? <laughs> I, re- I I really did enjoy the Robin Hood episode. <laughs> I hate to admit to this, but I have no clue what you two are talking about. <laughs> well, uh, a British TV show that's been going on, off and on, well, I since know the days Doctor of black Who and white is. TV. Well, I know what <laughs> Doctor Who is. I used to, I've watched some of the really old episodes back before they even had an actual, you know, set. You looked at it and you really swore, like, really? You couldn't have put a background in there. (laughs) Okay, well, the new Doctor is not an unknown like he used to be. He's, um... Dang it. Wait, what? Oh, it's so hard using IMDb for Doctor Who. You have to be really, really specific. It's Peter Capaldi, and you he has been in other things um, that are more well-known. Gosh, that face. He's been, he's made cameos in, like, um... Praying, come on, load. Buffering, buffering. Only and, one uh, Agatha Christie's, time to do that. Yes, Agatha Christie's <laughs> Poirot. Um, he has been in World War Z. Um, he's been... Just in a lot of things, he generally has a ha, has kind of a foul mouth in a lot of stuff he does. <laughs> so everybody was really hoping that he would be a foul mouth doctor, and he's not. He is incredibly cranky, though. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like me today. Yeah, but reminds um, me of the first doctor. <laughs> yes. Well, they're yeah. both old. You hear that? You're old. Old, Peter. <laughs> the, doctor, old. the Doctor Who that I watched, the Doctor wore a white scarf. Yeah, the one I grew up with was the fourth Doctor with the big, long scarf and poofy hair and all that. That's <laughs> it. Oh. 
Yeah, Tom Baker. But um, Samantha has um, a good comment. She said, uh, apparently the Funko ponies have been losing their tails and their wings. Because we've been cutting them off and replacing them with other things, or are they just falling off? Because, yeah, that, even to me, makes no sense. And things that make no sense to normal people make sense to me these days. Nope, she says they're completely just falling off. They are shedding their tails and wings. Huh. Well, it doesn't, I mean, I suppose it's the, whatever they use to glue them in sort of worn down with time or something. Yeah, but maybe. Uh, I don't know. I haven't lost any parts on mine. None of the doctors have a white scarf. I remember a scarf. That's all I remember. Oh, well, the fourth doctor has a scarf. Um, the eighth doctor has a cravat. It's not no. white. It's kind of burgundy. No. It would have been oh, way in the eighties. Well, the that's probably really bad. That's probably the fourth. Yeah, that's probably the fourth doctor with Tom Baker's fourth doctor. Yeah, you're looking that's at that. what would have been on PBS and. Yeah. You yeah, know, he made been... a great Marsh Wiggle in the Chronicles of Narnia in the Silver Chair. Mm. He was sort of the opposite of his character on Doctor Who. Instead of being happy and hopeful, he was glum and doom and gloom. It was hilarious. Mm. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, you were saying... That you have um, Funko Derpy and Funko Doctor Who's. Do you have any of the other Funko characters or the ones with, like, the... the, the what do they I've call them? Couple... The ones with... I've got the, ones with the, kind of the Funko Pop, which is the where they've got the big heads and tiny little bodies, and that's... Um, I've got Twilight Sparkle from that set, and then I've got the cupcake ones where they come apart and turn into cupcakes. And Ooh. I've got I've got the Doctor Hooves and uh, DJ Palm Three in that, and those are fun. But yeah, they do those do fall apart. <laughs> of course, they're meant to come apart, but you know. Like with anything else that you snap together and take apart, they kind of do that too often, and they don't go to stay together as well. Yeah, I will say that the Funko Pop ponies are adorable. Fred's not mm-hmm. keen on them. Actually, he's not keen on me bringing more ponies into the house. Period. But that's another issue. <laughs> that's another issue. But as I was going to say, um, you have to figure, you know, Hasbro is leasing out their idea to other companies so they don't have as tight of a reign 
overproduction. And some companies do go cheap when creating their product. That's true. And there's that, and there's also that they different market, really. These aren't and these aren't meant to be handled by small children, so they aren't they aren't put to the kind of keep everything from possibly falling off and into the hands of a small child. Well, that's true. It's that's really... actually that it's definitely a different market for for the characters like the Funkos and stuff that are more show accurate, they're definitely not aimed at um, being played with by kids. Yeah, um, pretty much they're aimed at being st- stuck on a shelf somewhere and displayed. Yes, <laughs> which, presumably which kept at that point, Yeah, I mean, at that point, they don't get, if they don't get picked up and handled, Things don't fall off. Nobody notices a problem. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I know mine's in a box, but I haven't seen any parts falling off of mine. So I don't know about that. Yeah, and Summer doesn't know, not, not Summer, um, Samantha does not know if they were handled by children. Yeah. It could be. You know, I have found that because never before there is a real adult market for ponies, there seems to be like this disconnect for adults that aren't into ponies who still view all pony merchandise as for kids, even when it's not meant to be for kids anymore. Like a collector can look at at, at a pony and know that, oh, this one's obviously aimed at bronies and collectors. This one is meant to be a kid's toy. And, you know, they can make that distinction from, you know, just from experience. But it seems like there's a disconnect anymore for the people who aren't collectors and who aren't actually into it themselves. Who yeah, they don't... Look... Yeah. Uh, so... Anyway, it's sort of like the thing where people take their kids, to, you know, they'll they'll take their kids to an animated movie, and because it's a cartoon, and therefore must be for children, and you know, they're taking their kids to South Park. Saw that happen and then, too. Yeah. Or or to uh, when when me and my husband saw the third Pirates of the Caribbean movie. No, second. Well, it was one of them. We were at a Pirates of the Caribbean movie, and someone brought their, like, four-year-old little girl. Which one was the one with the, the people that turned into squids? That'd be, I think, the second and or third. Okay, so probably the second one, then. We'll call it the second one. So I think the third one was the Calypso one. But yeah. and this little girl was terrified of the squid sea people as well she should be they're scary but because it was labeled a Disney movie and marketed as a Disney movie and didn't have that high of a rating it like it didn't occur to them that this was a pirate movie and probably not appropriate for a four year old and they were really really mad 
that the movie scared their kid, even though they made her sit through the whole thing, and me and my husband had to listen to this little girl scream and cry for, like, three-quarters oh. of the movie. Well, so that's, that's on the parents. That's on the stupidity of the parents. Once they figured out it wasn't for kids, they should have just said, you know what, that's it, we're done. Yeah, I could see some parent at a... Given that you can find the Funko Pop toys at places like Call Books and other places like that, I can see some parent thinking, you know, it's a My Little Pony figure, it must be for children, picking it up and then having things fall off. It's just like um, the movie Death to Smoochie. My younger cousins wanted to see it. I told my mother, um... That's not technically a kid's movie, but she still got it. And we put it in, and, like, the first five minutes, Robin Williams kept swearing, so we put the parental thing on. That was supposed to block. He said two words in five minutes. (laughs) Because everything else was muted. And it was, like, two and the were the only two words. <laughs> oh, goodness. Get, well, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to go inside and cook dinner soon. So. It's been great oh, being God. on the show, though. Oh, well, thank you for coming on the show. Um, it's, it's great to have... Um, guest a, a guest on the show and a different perspective on the toys and and stuff and we didn't get to talk to you as long as as we wanted to but we also so know you've have, got a family to 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 take care of so I do have one very quick question sure okay uh this does go to the sector of bronies is you okay that sector of bronies, and I think you know which ones I'm talking about, correct? I think I have an idea what you're talking about. I'm, phone's not that good, and I'm having a little trouble hearing. Oh, sorry. Well, she, uh, she she's asking if if you're aware of the kind of fringe section oh, those, of bronies. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, pretty much like any fandom, you get people in the fringe in the fringes and unfortunately a lot of times they tend to be the ones that get vocal or otherwise obvious and get get noticed more especially by the media uh, yeah that, the, was, that, that was, really the vast majority of the people I've encountered through being you know through the fandom has been you know normal pretty well-adjusted people who just have have a shared liking for a show that's something that's refreshingly wholesome and doesn't, but doesn't talk down to the viewership like like a lot of cartoons do. Now, it's, they have, they have the moments for the, with the jokes for the parents to get, like when they had the I Love Lucy references and the Cherry Factory <laughs> and things like that. And 
Oh no, it's it's nice to have a show like that that one is this popular and is positive when they're you know oh. when you especially when you compare it to all the other popular shows like I don't know Walking Dead. <laughs> There's a very um, it's an interesting show. It's very well written, but the world it's placed in is kind of grim. <laughs> yeah. But do you think that... Sorry. Sorry. You can go ahead. Oh, no. So, yeah, as for the... As for that section of the uh, fandom... uh, Again, you run into that in pretty much any kind of fandom... They don't. They don't change anything for those of us who aren't. But yeah, they do kind of make some of the. Some of it can be kind of hmm, disturbing. Yes. Yeah. Do um, you think that because of them, they have made bronies? Look in a bad light. Yeah. Um, I, they do. They tend to be the first negative stereotype that people jump to when they hear about the group. But they're a vocal minority, as it were. And you know, there's bronies. Uh, there's fairly substantial brony charity groups and other things out there. It's really a shame that some of the charity groups don't get more media attention. Yeah, yeah it is. But I seem to remember. I seem to remember what they were doing the one of the humble bundle charities, and they were pretty much bidding head to head against the guy who made Minecraft. And I think they managed to actually outbid him or top his uh, contribution when all was said and done. And and that's a guy with some deep pockets. That's true. He retired, I believe, from Minecraft and sold it to Microsoft recently. Yeah. Yep. So now he has even deeper pockets. (laughs) It didn't go cheap. Oh, yeah. Nope. Yeah, I think there was some sort of bet going on as the brony... uh, at the uh, brony charity group had managed to get... uh, make a higher donation than him he was going to watch the first season or something <laughs> I can't it's been a it's been a few years so I can't remember off the top of my head but it was amusing I can imagine well we do thank you for taking the time out to come on the show oh, I'm glad to be here and our studio audience yep. would like to thank you as well Yeah, we got buttons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, we, um, we have a lot of buttons. Um, I thought we were going to have the exterminator in. 
Uh, yeah, we were, but you know what? I got to keep doing this. Ow! All right, but, uh, <laughs> but yes, we do thank you for coming on the show, and we hope that if you have um, other Mondays off once we get to the, the G4 toy line, that um, you'll be willing to come back and sit with us crazy ladies. Even though we don't have a script and we have a hard time focusing on what we're talking about, and sometimes we get a little off topic. Hey, we always get off topic. Yeah, and I'll definitely have to see about taking someone as well when it gets to there. All right. Thank you again for having me on. Oh, thank you for coming on. Big hugs and everything. Tell Alice I said hi, and hopefully we'll be out there rowing again soon. Okay. (laughs) All right. Pony hugs. Oh, wait. Should we give him a kimono? Pony hugs. Wait. Would you you like to meet kimono before you go? Hmm? All right. Let's enter. This is kimono. And you have listened to Pony Talk. See you next week. Bye-bye. She's a regular. Yeah, she's our she's our diva. Yeah. yeah. It's not a show without kimono. No. <laughs> ah. But yes. Yes, she, she thought about retiring for a little while, but there was too much... Too much call for her to stay on the show. So. Yes. Well, there was a demand. Yep. <laughs> yeah. oh, see, even she says there was a demand. See? There you go. But yes, thank you so much, Will, for coming on the show. And also, thank you for following me on DeviantArt. All right. And you're welcome. <laughs> and... All right. Well, I should go. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Have a Thank good dinner. You. you too. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. I don't think he wanted to leave. <laughs> well, I am thrilled that he was able to come on the show. It was. It was. It was a lot of fun talking about the merchandise with someone who is strictly looking at the merchandise as a brony and a Friendship is Magic fan. Because you and I, we've both been collecting for substantially longer. I've been collecting since the 1980s, and you really got started with the G3s and then went through all the other generations from there, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And so... It's it's really great to have a perspective from someone who's gotten into it in the last, you know, four or five years. And, um, you know, because obviously the longer you're into something, the heavier a bias you have towards what you originally started with. Right. And so to have someone who, who really just likes friendship is magic and and the accompanying merchandise to hear what what kind of merchandise they're looking for and 
um, what they like and don't like, um, and where it overlaps with the way we view the toy lines is really interesting. Oh, yeah. That is it. Because he was saying some of some of the same things that we've said, which is, you know, the bronies, we look at the brushable stuff and we're like, what? <laughs> and, you know, so they co- they collect the blind bags and and they collect the... The Funkos and, and the stuff that's show accurate. Right. And, you know, so it's it, it's obviously something that maybe from an adult perspective is, is, is probably, maybe it's an adult thing. What we need to do is we need to get like a 10-year-old or something on the show <laughs> to buy the toys and see what they think about the the brushables versus the molded figures. Which ones they like better. Because maybe maybe we're just looking at it from the perspective of adults. Because I noticed that little kids, like from the G, if they see a G1 pony, they're more likely to like the the Betty by Eye ponies, even yeah. though those terrify me. So maybe, maybe we're just... <laughs> <laughs> crazy blinky dead eyes. Um, so, so it, it's maybe, maybe we just the reason why Hasbro keeps making these toys that we're like, why do they keep doing this? Maybe they're totally just thinking about it from a playable point. Maybe you know, a chrysalis with the weird bent horn and and the holes is maybe more fragile than using the regular royal mold and just painting the spots on. I don't know. So it's interesting. But he seemed to to basically be saying the same things that kind of we've been saying, that, you know, white Celestia finally got the white Celestia. What was up with the pink, you know? And Oh, yeah. <laughs> there should only be one pony with weird giant butterfly wings, and that should be rarity. <laughs> You know, so it that, that I really enjoyed that, and I'm really, really happy he was willing to come on the show. I was really nervous because we didn't really have anything prepared. Yeah, and did we ever? Huh? Couldn't hear that. I said, do we ever have anything prepared? No, we never have anything prepared. But, you know, at least there's an... This is really our first time interviewing a brony. I mean, we we at least have precedent for customizers. (laughs) We just set a precedent today. We set (laughs) a precedent. That's big. (laughs) That we did, and um, I'd like to say to the people who are currently... In our call queue, we do not take random callers. The person we interviewed tonight was invited onto the show. Yes, he is, in fact, a personal friend of me and my husband. We uh, go to events together. We do game night together. His daughter has watched my daughter. So... um, 
while we do appreciate your interest, we are still holding to our rule of no random callers. Interviews went as well as the one we just had. If all people who called in were as wonderful as William is, we would probably not hesitate to do callers. But it has not been our experience as a whole. So we are not, we're still not doing random callers. But if you par participate in the chat room long enough and have good behavior while in the chat room and have an actual screen name, not guest 8963 or whatever, then there is a possibility that at some point we will invite you to come on the show. If I just, I cannot stress this enough. Participate in the chat room in a healthy manner. That's what we want. We don't really like being an island. <laughs> we just have to be because of the zombies. Yes, and unfortunately, we do not have enough bullets to kill them. Yeah. And there's just not enough sharks patrolling the water. So, um, yes, um, but that was, I, I am very, very thankful that he was willing to come on. That was probably really intimidating. Yeah. I think we kind of scared you know, him a little. Thought, I thought if we did the scary at the beginning <laughs> and we got it out of the way, that it would make the rest of the interview go easier. <laughs> You know, yeah, and, and 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 honestly, he's seen the cards I play at Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> so, I I, yeah, I, I I honestly don't think he was as scared of me as maybe people should be. <laughs> yeah, he's used to me. Um, yeah, he, he passed the seven forty-five mark, so he did really good. Yes, but. Um, Samantha said we didn't tie him up well enough. We we really don't we we really want people to understand that these people are here of their own free will. We're not holding people hostage or blackmailing anybody to get them to come on the show. No. Yet. <laughs> um. I I I have you know softened up. I got rid of the electric chair. You know, I got, I got rid of that one, that that prop. So. Oh come on! I thought it was delightfully tingly. Well, actually, I still have it. It's just hidden away. The power bill was tremendous. The power huh? bill for that was tremendous. Oh yes, we 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 just couldn't yeah, afford to keep it plugged in all the time, guys. Yeah. I have a Sundance and Betty by Eye baby Sundance for my collection now. No. Well, my dad got me this big bin of ponies that he rescued from someone that was having a yard sale and they had originally run a daycare. And apparently their daycare had G1 ponies. Best daycare ever. And they were stopping doing daycare, so they were selling all the ponies. And so dad bought like a whole box for like a buck. I remember you said about that. Yes, that was around my birthday. And I just got around to fixing some of them up, and there was 
a baby Sundance and two regular Sundances, but the two regular Sundances look very different. And I thought, well, maybe one is like a Spanish one or a Nirvana because the eye makeup is so different on one than the other. But they both say Hong Kong. So now I'm confused because there's one and she's just what you would expect, you know. And she's got her her eyeliner is brown and it's the normal thickness and everything. And then the other one, the one that I really, really am absolutely adoring, her eye makeup is black and thick and dark. And she looks like a Nirvana pony with that thick, dark, you know, liner and stuff that you normally would see on a Nirvana pony. But I looked at the bottom of her foot, and it still says 1983 Hong Kong. So she's not a Nirvana but she's whiter than the other one, and she has different eye makeup. So I don't know if one was mail order. Was there a mail order? Of which one? Cause of Sundance. Because they're both the regular Sundance. It's not like one is the twice as fancy and one's the regular. They're both supposedly the regular Sundance. Hold on. Okay, they had two Megan and Sun dances. Is it a small symbol or is it a big symbol? The symbols are the same size. The symbols are both about the size of a dime or a penny. Maybe they're a penny. They're the size of a penny. And they're centered in the center of her flank. Both of them. Okay, does it feel like it may have had flocking at one time? No. Well, no, because I don't think that the people Dad bought them from are the sort of people to deflock ponies. Because I did get a flocked one. That's how I got my cupcake. Okay, because that's the only one with darker eye- eyeliner. Well, I mean, if I feel on her back, it feels a little bit rougher. So maybe she did have flocking, but I don't, like I said, these don't seem like the sort of people to deflock a pony. Okay. It was a daycare center. Well, yeah. Well, yes, but you'd expect on something that was in played with condition to, like, if it had had flocking loss, to be patchy. Like there would still be flocking somewhere. But, but there's absolutely know. no flocking. I don't know. But anyway, she's cool looking, and I'm very excited to have her. You may need to take pictures of her. I will. I will do that. I will do that. Oh, and did I tell you why? I, I darn near cried. I was trying to clean up the magic message pony. Okay. I wasn't trying to bait her. But apparently whatever makes up their symbol is really, really sensitive to Dawn dish soap. Oh, dear. It melted her symbol off. 
You know what it might be? It, was tragic. it might be it might be a an oil base. Yeah, or grease base, something like that. And Which would make sense because basically. you know it changes color like when it heats up. That's why when you like press your thumb on it, like you can see the picture under the picture. Yeah. So and grease sort of does that. So, but yeah, the. I, I accidentally baited a Wendy. It was not on purpose. Oh, dear. But at least it was Wendy. She was, like, one of the most common magic message ponies. <laughs> you know, at least it wasn't a cloud dreamer or something. Right. Well, see, no, see that's, good, that's good information. You know, people who get, you know, a magic message, they now know, you know, because... Yeah, the figure of Dawn dish soap is very gentle, but very powerful at cleaning. So now they know not to dip, you know, one of those in there. Yeah, I mean, I have used Dawn on, on most of the ponies that I've ever cleaned up, and it's never done anything to symbols like it did to this pony. Yeah. You know... I've always been very careful with the OxyClean because that can be kind of abrasive. It can take off glitter and stuff. And I definitely, if I have to break out the acetone, you know, it's like doing brain surgery. I've got, you know, (laughs) fine-tipped Q-tips and (laughs) a scalpel and, you know, I'm, I'm... doing major work on a pony if I'm getting to the, the acetone stage. But I, right. it never occurred to me to, hey, be careful of the dawn. Luckily, <laughs> luckily I was doing these ponies one at a time, so I also got um, the Magic Mirror pony, Mirror Mirror, right. with her. And I hadn't started on her yet, so she's still okay. Well, that's good. But, yeah, so... I was definitely kind of sad because it's so hard to find Wendy with her curl still intact. Oh yeah, it's it's hard. And to find her symbol wasn't yet. like all scratched off, and you know it just oh, she's very cute. She's going yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's the refrigerator. Yeah. We got her her own magnets to play with on the refrigerator. Ah, okay. There's one with the the old Care Bears. It's got um, Cheer Bear, Good Luck Bear, Sunshine, and Grumpy. Ooh, yay, Grumpy. (laughs) Sorry. And then we've also got... um, the we've got one with Olaf from Frozen, and he's dancing around and it's all happy. But then the message on the magnet is some people are worth melting for, which I thought was a tearjerker. So had to Aww. get it. So, but hey, how was your weekend? By the way. Um. Well, it was kind of a stressful weekend because Fred just started his new job. On Saturday. And how do you like it so far? 
Well, so far he likes it pretty well. Um, he's been a little nervous, and I can tell he's nervous because when he gets nervous, he talks a lot. <laughs> no, no, no. That's a trash can, and you do not touch it. The other side of the fence with you. Eat your cookie. I will make you dinner. Taquitos. Anyway, um, so whenever he calls, like on a break or something, he doesn't actually hear anything I say. I could say, hey, honey, I lit the kitchen on fire, and he would just keep talking. <laughs> because there's, like, absolutely no room left in his head thing other than new work stuff. <laughs> it's it's very cute. You know, it's got to be nerve-wracking. He's been at Safeway for 18 years. So for ah. him to switch, yeah. he hasn't job hunted in 18 years. Geez, I wish I you had know? that luck. I know, me too, right? But, I'm, lucky if I, I'm lucky if I stay there for two years. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's, he gets to grow a beard because Ooh. New Seasons allows him to have facial hair. Ooh, yay. So he's, he's growing a Riker beard. It should be very <laughs> dashing. Um, but yeah, it's He's he's very nervous, but it's been a long weekend because with him being nervous, he's kind of been scattered, shall we say. <laughs> so he hasn't been much help around the house. I mean, uh, it's not that he hasn't wanted to be. It's just he's he's getting over some nerves right now, you know. Yeah. Happens to the best of us, especially with a new job. He's went from being the guy that knows where everything is and knows everybody to being the new guy. Which is probably yeah. terrifying. That's always hard. Yeah. So um to willingly give up your position of authority to take a job that you'll have to work your way up again just because that's gonna be your best hope of doing something good for your family. That's a brave thing. That's a brave thing. And God will applaud him for that. It's a big step. Yes, it is. And you know what? Here. And here we go. Ah. Oh. But um, I actually had a really big weekend. Yeah, you made a good match with that cookie. Let's put you in your high chair, honey. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's been my weekend has basically been checking to see if the algae is cleared up and helping Fred work through his nerves. Um, on his first day, he, uh, he drove himself to work and Melody and I walked to the store to, oh no, no, I drove him to work. I had to bring him back his passport. I drove him to work, but we walked to his work to pick him up. And because it's within walking distance now, which is great. Great walk. Oh, okay. And um, 
Sunday, that was yesterday, was the second day. Today was the third day. He has tomorrow and Wednesday off. So, yeah. Golf side. Yeah. Well, I, I had a very exciting weekend. Oh, tell me about your weekend. I, I got to go out by myself. Ooh. Unfortunately, it took a lot of work. It took a lot of um, not taking meds all day so that I could drive. But um, it was well worth it. Uh, two years ago, one of the people I graduated from elementary school created a Facebook group going, you know, it's like going to be two years and it's going to be our 20th anniversary. We really should do a reunion. So, for two years, everyone's been going, okay, let's do a reunion, let's do a reunion. Well, nobody has actually stepped up to actually plan the reunion. So, finally, somebody says, hey, you know what? My family owns a pizzeria. How about we shut down the pizzeria and everyone just comes here? So, out of 60-something, all about eh, 15 went. 15 of us were there. But, you know, for there only being 15 people, we had a blast. Sweet! Because most of these people I haven't seen in 20 years. Um, and, you know, it was better than anything that would have been planned out for, like, a hotel because we just put, like, four tables together and we all just sat around the table. Nice. It was it was more like, you know, friends getting together for dinner. Well, that's the way it really ought to be. Yeah. So it, it was a blast. You know, we were sitting there, we were listening to, to music from the night the early 90s and we were all just sitting there going holy cow man do we remember this jam or what yeah, that's <laughs> one awesome person, yeah one person brought his son and he kept looking at us kind of like y'all are crazy <laughs> oh I can tell you um, it wasn't this weekend but last week I did get the Raven Queen doll Woo-hoo. So now I have Raven Queen and Madeline Hatter. Too cute. Yeah. I would have gotten Raven Queen, but she was too expensive at Big Lots. See, I found Raven for nineteen ninety nine, which is like two dollars cheaper than she is on Mattel dot okay. com or whatever. Not counting shipping. She was at um my local Bymart, and they were having, I guess, a clearance. Cause I uh, guess nobody thinks to go to Bymart for Monster High Dolls and Ever After High Dolls. So um, I guess people just assume that if you're going to Bymart, all you're going to get is fakies, which isn't true. They actually have a, apparently a well-stocked toy department. So, um well, it's 60 seconds before we're cut off from the live audience. Do we want to go ahead uh, and say our goodbye? Okay. 
All right. Okay. Good night, night. Good night to uh, to everyone who is listening. Please remember, download afterwards. Good night. This is Kim Monol, and you have listened to Bunny Talk. See you next week. Bye bye. All right. As you were saying. Yeah. So um. But yeah. So we we were there because I was trying to show my husband. We've been talking about replacing the secretary desk I've been using as my workspace with a more functional desk, like an actual art desk. And um, my husband keeps showing me these regular computer desks, and they're too small. They're, like, smaller than the amount of space I have on the secretary. I'm like, no, that's not big enough. He's like, well, what kind of dimensions are you looking at? I'm like, I don't know dimensions. (laughs) You know, I'm sure I I just, that's not going to work. So... I thought maybe we would go to Bymart and see if they had a desk. That's what I'm looking for, and they don't. So we're gonna have to go to Staples. But um, they're probably gonna have the same thing because pretty much everyone has the same thing for desks, and they're like too they're too small. Yeah. You might be better off getting like a small, um, like a really small dining table. I tried to show him that. He's like, that's, that's a dining room table. I'm like, this is kind of the space I'm looking for, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we, that's why we were at Bymart. And since we were there, I thought I'd pop into the toy section. And they had her on clearance, so I got her. And now I'm really excited. But now I have two face-ups I have to do. Because <laughs> as with any mass-produced toy... The face doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily show accurate. Right. I don't want to ruin the face, you know? So they're just sitting there looking at me, staring. They're trying to say, help us. Well, and you know, it's so funny because the other day I was online and someone was showing a custom they made uh, of a... They turned a Pinkie Pie into cotton candy. And it looked really good that they were using one of the Crystal Empire Pinkie Pies. Oh, so they have the weird the weird octagonal pupil things and eye highlights. And I'm like, are you going to redo the eyes? And they're like, no, I'm too afraid to ruin the eyes. And I was like, you know, you should just do it, you know? You did great on everything oh. else. I think you'll find that you're actually probably going to do just fine. Just, just If you like it the way it is, and leave it the way it is, but don't let a fear of customizing a part of the pony keep you from doing it. And that's exactly, exactly what I'm doing. Is I'm letting my fear of customizing the doll keep me from customizing the doll. <laughs> yeah, you got you got to love those fears. But it just goes to show that even if you have a lot of experience customizing and you have all these great these great words of wisdom, it's still hard to follow them. <laughs> but what I want to do is I want to go and get the doll from Barbie and the Secret Door. 
Oh, because cool. one of the well, because one of those dolls is basically like has the monster high ever after high face, only she's small because she's supposed to be the bad guy. Uh, Some like crazy psychotic ten year old or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's a beautiful doll, but she's supposed to be the bad guy. But she has the right face, so I think, and she's only like ten or eleven dollars. So I want to go and get her, and then I'll take her face off. There you go. And I will customize her face over and over again until I feel confident I can get the look I want. Well, that's definitely one way to go ahead and do it. Well, when I was trying to learn how to use my airbrush, basically I took this baby um, G3 Rainbow Dash that there's some ink stains, but no matter how much sun fading I do, some of these just refuse to go away, which is really odd. Usually I can even get Sharpie to go away after a year or two. Hmm. But anyway, to get used to my airbrush, I basically airbrushed this pony, took it off, and airbrushed again and again and again until I got the feel for the airbrush and getting a smooth coat instead of, you know, having it be smooth and all of a sudden clumpy. You know, you really have to have the right distance and a steady hand and stuff, so. Right. Yeah. And practice does make perfect. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I, I feel like... Before I do it to the dolls that I that I love, I want to get just like I want to get a cheaper one that I'm not going to feel bad ruining. Like when I first started customizing ponies, I started with a fakie. Oh, my very first customs were fakies. I still have them, but my thought was before I ruin a regular pony. Let me just try it with this fakie that nobody cares about. Which is actually pretty horrible to say about fakies, because some of the fakies are really starting to grow on me. Yeah, you know, I hated fakies growing up, because to me they were like, you wanted a pony, but your parents or whoever was getting it for you couldn't afford it or didn't think it was worth paying the price for the actual pony. So they were going to go to, like, the dollar store and buy something. And that was before there were dollar store exclusives. And, you know, you wanted Barbie, but instead you got the generic fashion doll made of cheap plastic and weird hair. Her arms and legs and bend as as well as uh, Barbie's did. Mm-hmm. Their clothes weren't as cool. So I had a, a lot of prejudice against the fakies from the get-go because they reminded me of growing up poor. But right. now that I am not a little kid anymore and I'm an artist in my own right, I can look at these toys and I can find the beauty in them that's hidden by the the mask of, look, I'm a cheap toy. So I'm really starting to uh, 
to really like some of the fakies, particularly some of the G2 and G3 fakies. Hmm. Like, I can totally see the... Uh, uh, Terratoys? Yeah, Terratoys becoming mermaid ponies. <laughs> you know? And... Oh, yeah. And I have this one that I don't even know. I don't even know who made it. There's no markings. It's like a fakie of a fakie. Like it's a fakie of a territory. Ooh. If that makes any sense. And, but it has potential. It's a unicorn with the worst unicorn horn. I'm going to have to fix that. I'm going to have to cut that off and give it a, a new one. And it has the molded forelock, you know, like the territories had. Yeah. And has it like molded hooves like the territories had the shoes. Only the shoes on this are actually better than the territory toy shoes. They actually put some serious detail into this. So I don't know. She she's gonna be something cool when I'm done. And she's got a really nice rubbery plastic. You know, the Territories had that cheap plastic going. This has a nice rubbery, almost real pony plastic sort of thing. So, the only thing is she has a pig nose. Because for some reason, when they made the mold, they put her nostrils in front instead of on the sides. So she's got a Miss Piggy nose. This is it's 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 a very strange fakie. Hmm. But it's grown on me sitting here in my bait box. So maybe it is no longer a bait? No, it's definitely still a bait. <laughs> because see some people I think there's have, – have you noticed that there's a growing trend in the pony community where people who are collectors look at customizers as people who destroy ponies? Yep. I actually got into a very heated discussion with someone who went on the MLP Arena unofficial Facebook group. It used to be the real Facebook group for the MLP Arena, but they decided – that they were tired of moderating it, so they put a disclaimer that said it's unofficial. Hmm. But anyway, someone was on there, and they're like, I just feel like it, the, the, the customizing G1 ponies is wrong because they're so rare and so valuable, and I just I especially hate the re-hairs. I'm seeing all these re-hairs. And you know what? I totally get the people are starting to get bored with the rehairs when they're not doing anything to the pony besides putting in different hair. Yeah. But from a collector's standpoint, you can buy that pony, take out the hair that they put in, and you can rehair it with the original color. Oh yeah. You know, it's not that hard to put it back the way it was. It's it's the full custom customization that makes it harder to put the pony back to what it was before. But anyway, I digress. (laughs) There's been this big movement of, oh, my gosh, people are destroying G1 ponies. No! (laughs) And 
I've never seen customized Venus destroying the G1 pony or any of the ponies that I've customized. I'm not customizing them because I don't value them. I'm customizing them because I do value them. Because I don't want to just see them be that toy that once it gets dirty and and grimy, gets thrown away. Exactly. You know? You want to give it a new life. And, and yes, I am absolutely guilty of taking a boy G1 pony that had absolutely nothing wrong with it and customizing it. I was doing it the day you interviewed me, if you recall. <laughs> oh, it yeah, was, I remember. I remember yeah, it was the, yeah, and it was it was like a daddy bouquet, right? Bouquet, something like that from the Loving Family set. And I was customizing him because even though there was nothing wrong with him, I just thought he deserved to be something better than what he was. Yeah, he was a pink pony with wants. teal hair and and a, a cutie mark that really didn't mean anything. It was just, ooh, let's make some like kind of heart patterns that look like Sundance's pattern, but not Sundance's pattern, you know. I just felt like he deserved better. So I made him into Daddy Parasol. And I don't regret doing that at all. And but there has been a growing movement in in the community recently. And I guess as people are starting to realize that the show and that the ponies in general are now, we're all getting old. <laughs> yeah. And there are people, as the show is introducing more G1 fan service, like, you know, they recently reintroduced Kirok and Scorpan. And, um, there you go. Yeah, but yeah, as people are starting to realize that there was ponies before Friendship is Magic, you have all these people that started with Friendship is Magic, and now they too are going after Firefly and Medley and Moondancer and things like that. And And those of us who've been collecting for years and years and already have ours and know that you know, none of those ponies that I just mentioned are exactly rare in the G1 line. Yeah. Every bait lot in existence has one of each of them. Um, but the new people who don't have them yet are, are viewing them as rare because they're 30-plus years old. And because if they're in good condition... People, because they've been introduced on the show now, are starting to be able to sell them for more again. Have you noticed that ever since Firefly was made general on Friendship is Magic, that all of a sudden people are starting to sell Firefly for like $10? Whereas before, like, you were were happy 
if you got five? Maybe I should sell my extra firefly. See, that's the thing now. She was the creator of the uh, of the Wonder Colts. The Wonder Colts. Oh, okay. Whatever they're called. The flying team that Rainbow Dash wants to be a part of. Um, she the was Wonder the creator Bolt. of those. Yeah. And so because she's been introduced as the creator of the Wonderbolts, and she's a historical character now, the old ones are starting to kind of come back and be sold for a little bit more again. And so when they see people like me and like um, Sunshine and, um, you know, uh, some of the other customizers taking a, you know, a firefly and putting a different color hair in her, you know, totally customizing her, people are going, what are you doing? And you can't, even even if you try to explain it to them in a nice way, like, hey, it's my pony, I can do what I want. People want to buy it from me as a custom. They can do that too. (laughs) You know, we're all adults here. But they don't they don't want to hear that because to them it's now part of friendship is magic and therefore untouchable, which is funny because yeah. I customize G fours all the time. Um <laughs> but there's this growing movement. And my thing is is the more I love the pony that I'm thinking about baiting the more important it is for me to bait that pony. But not just bait it. Bait it into something fantastic. Because I love the pony. I I want to see it go from being the old beat-up toy that a billion kids played with yep. to being the art piece that people put on their fireplace mantle and show off to company and say, look what I got. I want that pony to have a place of honor and not just be, yeah, see, so I got like this firefly because like in the show, you know, she's the creator of the Wonder Bolts and so I got this firefly. And have it be the end of it, you know? It's once again going back to... They think everything revolves around friendship is magic. When in reality, this started a long time ago. Well, and it's just the idea that these ponies weren't important to to these collectors until this last season when they were brought up as historical characters. And then all of a sudden, those of us who have had them and appreciated them for years and have been collecting them and customizing them and nobody has cared, all of a sudden we're the bad guys. Because people 
are now looking at even like all the G1 characters as historical characters. They just haven't been mentioned right yet. Melody, mm-hmm. stop choking your... That is not acceptable behavior. You do not hurt yourself for attention. Oh. There's your strawberries. Oh, dear. She's choking herself. She was putting her hand down her throat and choking herself. Where? I think every baby goes through that phase. It's like, gee, what can I do to get mommy's attention? Well, let me just stick this penny in a light switch. Let's see what that does. <laughs> this, and, and Fred comes home from work, and he's like, so why didn't you eat? You need to eat. I'm like, yeah, every time I try to go in the kitchen to make food, your daughter would try to kill herself. <laughs> she's your daughter, too. Like, not when she's behaving like that, she's not. Right. <sighs> but anyway, yeah, it's and and I just I can't get past that these people that are criticizing G one customers customizers are like they have their opinion and they always try to like. They add IMO at the end of, like, whatever they post, right? Because that means, in my opinion. And that makes it what they said, no matter how offensive it was, it should be okayed and viewed as acceptable because they said, in my opinion. No. You may be entitled to your opinion, but other people are entitled to theirs, and not everyone wants to hear your opinion. You you are unsolicited, unsol- you aren't being solicited for your opinion. I don't know the correct way to put that verb. <laughs> I'm not sure how to phrase that. You are offering unsolicited opinions. But then if, if customizers get mad, they're like, well, you know, I see how it is. Oh, you... You know, people can't don't have a right to their opinions. Yeah. You have a right to whatever your opinion, but the appropriate way to handle it is if a customizer is customizing something and you don't like how they customize it, don't buy it. If you don't, don't like play. how much someone is paying is charging for that pony that you want, don't buy it. Wait till someone sells it for a price you do like. That is the appropriate way to handle it. You don't go and make a giant post. Oh, these people are horrible. I mean, who's with me? I mean, right? And then get offended when people are offended that you posted something offensive. That just what it is is those people are the type of people that are just saying, "Look at me, look at me, look at me." They just want attention, and unfortunately, people give it to them. They continue to want more attention. Well, I mean, but it's human nature, you know, when you feel like you're being attacked, it is so much easier to attack back than to just walk away. So much easier to attack back than to just walk away. And that's what I got baited into because I, I mean, after seeing 
negative post after negative post after negative post aimed at customizers and people who sell ponies in the last several months, I finally just had it, and I'm like, shut up, just all of you. If you don't like people who sell ponies, if you don't like people who customize ponies, then you need to find a different group because this group is filled with people who buy ponies, who sell ponies, who customize ponies. If you're just looking for a cheap pony, you need to check out like Goodwill, Value Village, Garage Sales. Just stick with eBay because this is not that place. This is a whole community with community with all different types of people who appreciate ponies in all different kinds of ways. And for you to just constantly nitpick and nitpick about these groups because you feel like they're ruining ponies or you feel like they're scalping the ponies, they're charging too much, you know, quit it. You're harassing people. You're trying to get a big, you know, bunch of support for your I don't like what's happening because you're hoping if you get enough support that customizers are going to stop customizing or that people will drop their prices. And that's harassment and bullying, and that is not cool. Right. But, of course, that just fanned the flames even more, of course. But it had to be said, you know, there are so many customizers. God bless the customizing community. I love them. (laughs) They're they're my people. (laughs) Call them my people. But (laughs) They tried, you could see, like, in the post, they're trying to explain, look, this pony wasn't salvageable. She had cancer. You had no idea what the pony looked like before I got a hold of her. What? You know, because they always start off, people are ruining perfectly good ponies. No, they're not. You know, and, and if you feel the pony was done a disservice by just having its hair replaced by the pony, put your own hair in. You can do that. No one will ever know. Try very patiently to explain. And these people were like, no, no, this is my opinion. My opinion's valid. It's my opinion. And I just, I just had it. And, I mean, like, even in, in like, group chats anymore. If someone's like, you know, I just, I'm getting sick of all the rehairs. You know what? I might be a little sick of the people that, you know, all they do is rehair the pony and then sell the pony for like 30 bucks. Because I might think that that's, that's, it's not the most interesting thing you can do with a pony. But I'm not going to say they have to stop. They're paying their bills. Who am I to stop them from paying their bills in a way that's legally and legal and doesn't harm anyone? You know, just because it might not be my particular aesthetic does not mean they don't have a right to do it. And that is, you know, that is the difference between a grown-up and someone with a child's behavior. Is a child, someone with a child's behavior, whether they're a grown-up or not, says, I don't like this. Nobody should be allowed to do it because I don't like it. And it carries throughout different things. It's not just with ponies. People do that with how many kids you should or shouldn't have, who you should or shouldn't love and marry. You know, it's just anytime there there's overgrown children out there who think that just because they find something creepy or if they think something 
is boring or whatever, that nobody should be allowed to do it. I personally find professional wrestling boring. I put up with it for many years because my husband was totally into it. I didn't, you know, and and just because and and just because I wasn't really that interested doesn't mean I tried to tell my husband, "Hey, you're not allowed to watch professional professional wrestling because I think it's stupid." <laughs> I may think it's stupid. That was his thing. I wasn't going to take it from him simply. It wasn't hurting anybody. It made it so I didn't get a lot watch a lot of my TV. <laughs> because he was literally watching it like Mondays was Raw and Tuesdays was some other company and then Wednesdays was ECW and Thursdays there was another another one and then Fridays was SmackDown and then Saturdays was like a special leading up to a pay-per-view if there was a pay-per-view and the pay-per-view would be on Sunday. <laughs> I watched a lot of wrestling. <laughs> I can, I can do that. But um, the, 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 the Undertaker re- retired recently, and we finally stopped watching. There you go. But um, basically, but what it is, yeah. is these people—they just—they really don't actually care. They just want someone to hear their opinion and agree with it. And well, yeah, and, and I mean, we have, many, we have too many people that give in, and sometimes they just want the attention to argue with someone. Yeah, and I am unfortunately a mark for that because eventually I get tired. Press my buttons long enough, and eventually. You hit the detonator. Yep. And that's what they want, is to hit that detonator. Well, and I would venture to say even that most of these people that do this, even though they claim to be fans of the current show, I don't think they're actually getting anything out of watching the show. Because if you watch the show... All, you know, all the ponies have different interests and different things that they do, and nobody is making fun of them and making them feel stupid, saying, oh, I don't do that. You shouldn't do that. That's dumb. And if there is an episode where somebody does that, usually they're wrong, and it's resolved by the end of the show, because you're supposed to learn a lesson about how that's not cool. I don't know. Yeah. But yes, so yes, there is where how did this start? Where were we? I don't know. I something really about Firefly. Remember. Something about Firefly. So basically how as the show has progressed, there's been a renewed interest in the original ponies. But which is great, um, but it, you also bring up yeah. people who everything is rare. And what's going to also happen is people are going to take advantage of that. And again, we're going to have we're going to have a cotton candy that's three thousand dollars. 
Oh, have you seen on Sears.com? There are these two vintage My Little Pony puzzles. I don't even know if they're, like, if they've been opened or what, but it's on Sears.com, like Sears. I didn't even know they had, like, an auction site for vintage stuff. And these these puzzles are listed at, like, one is listed at 90, and one is listed at 103 for, like, a 25-piece vintage My Little Pony puzzle that I used to have as a kid. As I said, it's going to start bringing up those types of people. But yeah, so it's it's definitely something that I think we're going to see more of is that people who have these vintage, who get their hands on the vintage toys, maybe maybe they will slow down in customizing because maybe they'll be worth more to sell them as a vintage collectible. Because in the past, it's basically been... Well, you know, kind of up and down. There are certain ones that are always valuable, like Mimic and Ladybird and Rapunzel and things like that. But as a whole, you know, Firefly, Medley, Moondancer, um, Glory, these ponies have not been on the top of people's must-have list because Everybody who was interested in the G1 ponies already had them. Mm-hmm. And so now, as we're seeing this resurgence of the interest in the G1 ponies, and especially now that the comic book has introduced all those original ponies as baby ponies at flight school, and they were on the cover, there's this this huge, oh, my gosh, I saw that one on the cover of My Little Pony comic. Oh, my gosh, that's that one pony. And so I think some of us older collectors and customizers are going to have to kind of, I don't know, brace ourselves for the oncoming storm. Yeah. Because there's we- going to be these people who want them for their collection but who don't want to pay collector's prices. And I think we're going to see more and more people accusing people of being greedy and taking advantage of collectors and stuff. And I think it's just going to get worse. Yeah, it is. Because, again... People who are used to being able to go to a store and get a pony for like four dollars or five dollars, and that's what they want to pay, regardless. Yeah. If you want a four or five dollar pony, go to Walmart. Well, and see, and and I think. The part of the backlash is because you can't get these ponies at Walmart yet or Target or Walgreens or whatever. And some of us who've been collecting for years have them in our collection. There's this big, they have them, why don't I have them thing? Well, because we were collecting before this became a fad. Yeah. Because some of us are you know, 
hipster ponies. I was collecting before it was cool. You know, that sort of thing. And we're not even trying to be hipster. We were literally collecting before it was cool. (laughs) So, I don't know. I think it's... No, bugger. I think we're we're just going to see more and more of that. And everybody, hold on to your boots. Yep. But I think if we can manage to wade through this initial backlash, I think it's going to do some good things for the pony community as a whole. I think I think it's going to see people eventually become more interested in customs, perhaps even reproductions, because... As you get ponies, as the ponies become more and more rare, if you get a pony that cannot be restored to its original condition, and, man, there are a lot of them out there, that gives us the format to turn them into ponies that were more rare, ponies like Rapunzel and Ladybird and Mimic and (laughs) Goldilocks and... And Hollywood and all of those. So I think, and and those of us who do have extras in our collection that we didn't want to customize, but it wasn't really worth it to sell them, I think we will see those ponies start to be released into circulation as they become more valuable again. So it's just right now it's kind of hard. And, oh, that's one thing that I really didn't get a chance to ask William that I wanted to ask him was how he felt about pony customs and customizing the G4 ponies, customizing the older ponies. What were his feelings on that? Because we didn't get a chance to ask him. Yeah, I mean, the big reason why I did want to ask the question that I did was because, you know, I know how, how bad that, you know, the evil bronies have been. Well, yeah, it's something we have to deal with on this show quite regularly, the the, yeah. <laughs> the dark bronies, the sick bronies, whatever you want to call them. The fringe, I, I like the fringe bronies. That makes them sound oh. less intimidating, the fringe. Yeah. Um, they... They are. They do seem to be the ones that are in all the chat rooms, that are in all the groups, that are on the computer, and it. They they do kind of give people the wrong impression, and so it, it would have been interesting to hear him talk more about, you know, if he's experienced any sort of negative attention for him liking ponies, even though he's not one of the fringe. Right. Yeah, and unfortunately, we just didn't have enough time to do that. And hopefully we'll have him back. Yeah, we'll have to have him back on the show. Maybe we can have another special show on, like, a different day if you happen to have another day off or something other than Monday. I don't know. I'll have to find out what his work schedule is. We'll work something out. Yeah. But, um, 
Well, and also it would have been interesting to see if when if if he's in any of these groups and if when he sees this behavior, if he identifies that person as a brony or if he sees them as something else entirely. Right. You know, because these people, they claim to be bronies and they claim to be fans of the show, but like a brony, a, a real brony like William is, what do they think? Uh, like, if they're identifying themselves as a brony and their behavior isn't like that, what are they thinking about the people who do act like that? Do they still see them as bronies or do they see them as a different entity? That one is a good question. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully he'll come back on the show. And... Yeah, hopefully I think he didn't we did him off. That uh, he's seen me at Cards Against Humanity. So, we weren't doing Cards Against Humanity, so I think... I think we should have been fine, but I will double-check with him later. (laughs) Okay. I will call him and ask him if he needs any therapy now that he's been on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Tell him that's perfectly normal. It gets better after the first time. It does. (laughs) Then it becomes so, addicting, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Oh! Tickle, 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 tickle. She doesn't oh, have a lot of words yet. She says, tickle, tickle, tickle. She says, hi. She says, no. But yeah, I How much time have you been able to spend In like the Arena Facebook group Or on the Arena recently? I haven't spent any time If you get a chance Just like Go to like Are you a member of the Arena Facebook group? Mm-hmm Yeah, just go through Read some of the posts See what people are saying. I mean, you'll see a lot of, oh, I have this lot. This is what I'm selling. You know, there's always that. But wade through those and see if you can find some of those other posts if the moderators haven't deleted them. The evil posts? Yes. This, I hate that, who's with me sort of posts. You do realize I can get myself in a lot of trouble because you know me. I'll be all over that. <laughs> I know. All I'm suggesting is that is that you lurk for a while. Okay. You know, but <laughs> I'm not asking you to actually say anything. In fact, I strongly suggest you don't. <laughs> okay. Because it just, it like, even there was the one I was in just the other day over the weekend. Like, as soon as we got, someone would get distracted and we get off on a totally different topic, right? 
and everything would be fine again. Like people would be talking and laughing and then someone would come in and start the argument again. Well, you know, you guys suck and, and that's just my opinion. I have a right to my opinion. And then it would go off again. Right. Right. Like it's just, these people did not want it to be a civil conversation. That wasn't ever their intention. Despite the fact that they claimed that they wanted to have discussions. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, it's just all it takes is for someone to say one thing, and it just, boom. At one point, there was this great section where uh, Shannon and Calavista were talking, uh, they, were, they were making up scenarios where they were going to customize, like, Rapunzel's. And she won Rapunzel's and Goldilocks and Mimic and and just to see the reaction from the people who were anti G one customs. Yeah. And they're like, and I'm gonna use a Sharpie <laughs> And there was one person that wasn't sure if they were serious. So she's like, well, you know, I think customizers, if it's their pony, they can do whatever they want. But all I'm going to say is if you came into my house and you threatened my Rapunzel, I would have to hurt you. And they're like, seriously, we don't actually do that. We know what ponies are worth. We've been collecting probably longer than you. Yeah. It was a joke. We don't use Sharpies. We use India ink and artist quality acrylics. Come on now. <laughs> it was just, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. And um, one of the moderators contacted me because I specifically said, this is what's wrong with the pony community. This is this is why the pony community isn't fun anymore. And, of course, as soon as arena moderators hear that, they really don't want the old members to go away but they don't really want to have to moderate the new members away either. Right. So they kind of, they're walking that fine line, you know. So she had a conversation with me, and and she agreed with what I was saying, but she's like, you got to, you know, not let it get to you and stuff like that. But, um... Which is probably true. It's probably good advice. But it's hard. I got to admit, it is hard when people are being like that to not get involved and say anything. Yeah, I agree. There have been plenty of times when I've had that. I've had to bite my tongue and I won't spit it right off and swallowed it. Did you ever did you ever watch Malcolm in the Middle? Yes. I've seen every episode. Well do you remember that so do you remember the episode where Malcolm vows he's gonna try to hold his tongue and by the end of the episode he's like coughing up blood <laughs> and the doctor's like it's stress and the mom's like, What do you have to be stressed about? <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's yep. sort of how I feel like people, when people get mad at customizers for being sensitive and, and going off, what are you so upset about? Jeez, it's just their opinion. It's just stupid ponies. They forget that the person that's getting upset is an artist. That 
a customizer is not just a person who buys ponies and slaps some paint on it. Right. It's an it's an artist, and that pony is their canvas, and that finished custom is their life's work. And every have you ever met an artist that's like, I have no opinion one way or the other. I am just painting this to make money. I really don't actually feel anything at all. Have you ever met nope. an artist like that? I haven't. Every artist I have met, including the ones I'm related to, have been borderline needing to be institutionalized and or medicated for how emotionally charged we get, you know? An artist is almost the definition of an overly emotional person. It's how we create what we create, is we get it from from our feelings, from deep down in our soul. And and to expect someone like that to just take it all in stride, well, you're asking for an awful lot. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so, so do you feel better now? Yes. Ah. <sighs> Uh, My Little Pony Talk, not just a talk show, also a therapy session. (laughs) (laughs) And you you get from someone who really should not be giving therapy right now. (laughs) Those are the best people. (laughs) Like Hannibal Lecter, great therapist. He just ate some of his patients, that's all. Yeah. He just got a little hungry during the sessions, you know. Well, I think... It's been a while since I watched the movie, but I think if he recalls, he said that it was really for the best. He was making no progress in his therapy. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Like I said, I like the bad guys. I like the villains. You know, especially the ones... I'm... Well, in real life, I like them when they're behind bars. But in TV shows and movies, I like the ones that are free to rain destruction and who are unapologetic about it. Like the biggest, one of the biggest qualms I had with the movie Maleficent, and I ended up actually really liking Maleficent, was that they made her a much more sympathetic character than she was in Sleeping Beauty. Hmm. She had a conscience. A co- conscience and uh, Maleficent and Sleeping Beauty man she was the definition of heartless evil Oh yeah. she was sarcastic and evil she was the queen of evil she made the evil queen nice holy cow that's creepy you know I mean the evil queen all she wanted to do was kill Snow White Maleficent put Snow White put Sleeping Beauty into a sleep that she's supposed to sleep for like forever until true love's kiss or a hundred years you know and she kidnaps Prince Philip locks him in a dungeon and stands there and torments him she's like oh look at this wonderful visage of you in a hundred years but to a, tr- a, a, a loving, 
faithful heart, a hundred years is but a day. After a hundred years, you'll be released on your valiant steed if it's still alive. And, you know, to prove that true love conquers all. You know, <laughs> she's great. It's really fantastic. Oh, and I had to tell, I have to tell you, I started trying to watch Once Upon a Time again. Oh, okay. I want to get caught up so I can watch the current season with Elsa. And uh, I know it's a ridiculous reason to watch something, but you, you, you um, have to watch. Actually, you, I watched the first episode. You actually have to see Frozen before you watch this, watch the show. Well, I have I, I have seen Frozen a million times and have a soundtrack but, and the Blu-ray DVD combo pack. Here's the, and, here's the thing. It sucks. If you have not watched Frozen, you're completely lost. Well, I think with as popular as Frozen was, I think they're assuming that anyone with any sort of interest has already seen it. Um if we would have known we had to see it, yeah. Have you not seen Frozen yet? No. I had no reason to. Go watch Frozen, crazy lady. <laughs> you know, we've only got about five minutes left, right, before they actually cut us off. Oh! Wow, we really have done Tony's After Dark. <laughs> Do you want to build a snowman? We'll ride our bike around the halls. I think some company is overdue. I've started talking to the pictures on the walls. Hang in there, Joe. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm familiar with Frozen. I Way too well, familiar. But I think you really did need to vent. I did. <laughs> I did. So thank you and for you know, for letting me vent. And, you know, we always prefer that you vent on the show because then it's more fun. <laughs> yes. And especially when we do it after Ponies After Dark. Because then it's just a really cool thing for the people who download to listen to. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, doing my part for the show. <laughs> that you do, and you know we always love you for it. So, next week, plushies? Yes, next week, plushies. Nice, calm, peaceful plushies. All righty. So, so shall we say Pony Night Nights? I say we say Pony Night Nights. All right. Pony Night Nights. Pony Night Nights. Is that it? Are we alone? <sighs> well, it's been fun, but till next week, happy pony hunting. Good night.